Are you serious? I've got a fire in my eyes. I'm burning brighter than the sunlight. You orchestrated my escape. Now I'm awake. I feel alive for the first time. You ignite the fire in my eyes. Hello, folks. Welcome to one more edition of the Brother Marcos Radio Show, broadcasting directly from Sao Paulo, Brazil. I am your host, Brother Marcos, of course. And we are broadcasting through the airwaves and the data flow of the Kapow Radio Network and Radio Redemption in Power Network. Yes, people all over the world are listening to us and we are already in the third year of the Brother Marcos radio show trying to make sense with a biblical perspective of all the crazy things that are happening in the news, in the world, things that affect uh, our daily lives as a Christian. So it's in this uh, philosophy that, that we are bringing today to you uh, a new show that it's uh, i think it's going to be interesting it's a it's kind of bizarre it's going to be uh you know kind of a weird show today because we're going to analyze three stories that hit the social media the social media atmosphere the social media environment this this week crazy crazy stories especially here in brazil and i'm sure that that you in um, in the united states you know this is going to be new to you okay and in other countries too and uh, especially one of the stories is so bizarre <laughs> you're, you're going to enjoy this you're going to enjoy this one and uh, because I think, my friends, it's one of the objectives of this show is to, you know, create some awareness about the need for Christians to, to be really uh, knowledgeable about the crazy deceptions of the enemy today. You know, because they're coming, it's just one after the other. If you go to Facebook, to Twitter, but especially Facebook these days, because Facebook is ruling social media, and it's kind of a crazy story every week. And um, many of those stories, they, they, they really try to bring you uh, false notions about Christianity, false notions about the Bible, you know they they tie they they really try to 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 present to you a false false doctrines you know a false uh, image of what real christianity is so you have to be very careful and you have to be to really develop your discernment and uh, because i mean if you don't do that who will think about it your friends i mean they don't know nothing <laughs> The pagans, you know, much less. People who go to to the church of Rick Warren and Joe Austin. I mean, do, do you really think that they have any kind of discernment? So it's up to you, my friends. It's up to you to, to you know, check those things and analyze them against the Bible and, and try to understand where where is the deception? You know, what, what's the trick here? I, it, something smells funny. 
And, you know, so if you do that over and over, you, you train your mind, actually, because you have the mind of Christ. You know, you can discern spiritual things. So it's an obligation for all of us to try to detect, to be a raider, a watchman, a watchman on the tower. So you can warn your friends, your family, and, uh, and even yourself. Okay, so that, that's what we do in this show. So in order to do that, I chose three different stories that appeared on social media here here in Brazil. I'm Brazil, so, so I have to, to talk about what's happening here. But I think this, this is very important and interesting for anyone in this whole planet Earth. So that's why I chose this three different stories that I'm going to share with you. And we're going to check then against the Bible to see if we can detect the error. And... Uh, and let's see what the Bible talks about, okay? All right, my friends, the first one, it's a message that I, that, that, that I got. Actually, it's a post, it's a Facebook post from a, a guy that used to be a, I mean, he used to be a partner with us here in Brazil because some of you know that here in Brazil, I help a friend of mine. His name is uh, is Caesar. Uh, Caesar Schultz, uh, he's he's got a German name, and uh, but he's Brazilian, and uh, he he has a website, and uh, the name is O Correio de Deus, which means the God's mailman. Okay, don't complain with me. <laughs> That's Caesar's idea. Okay, but a very very successful site website here in Brazil. He's um, now he's uh, getting 30,000 uh, visitors a day in this website. And it's basically a website for Christian articles, some news. and uh, But basically it's a Christian website and we try to write sometimes articles there. And, uh, and Caesar, he, he's, a, he's a very young man. And I think that God has really chosen this guy. He he was into spiritism, and he's a, a, an orphan. He was raised by by an uncle, and um, lost his mother and then his father when he was very young. And he was into spiritism because this uncle, if I'm not wrong, he uh, he is a spiritist, and even uh, he was even into the ayahuasca. Ayahuasca drug, so you know you have been following the show. You know what what it is. It's a, that hallucinogen, very very powerful, the most powerful drug to open the spiritual, your spiritual side, your spiritual vision. Okay, I mean it puts you in contact with demons like in the first time that you try it. Such a dangerous drug, but the Lord really. Saved, saved him from all this and uh, gave him such a, a heart for Jesus that it's amazing, you know. It's like when you're saved, when the person is saved, you, you can tell, you know, you can tell by, by the changed life, a new life, a new creature. You see that, that right in front of you. So, so I'll tell you, um, this other guy, he used to be a partner with us. And sometimes he would send, uh, he would send uh, 
articles and things like that and news, but but very very funny uh, and sad because now he 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 you know it's like vanity got into his heart, and he has his own website and it's all about you know visions, and uh, you know he says that he's like seeing angels all around him. All the time, he's seeing angels, he's seeing visions and fire of the Holy Spirit around him. And uh, so, my friends, who am I to judge, okay? What I try to say, to see is what kind of effect is that having on the church, okay? Okay, because, you know, if, if God's going to give someone a vision... Uh, it's it's for the growth of the body of Christ or the growth of that person, and you have to check: is this glorifying God or is this glorifying the person? Okay, why would God give, you know, tremendous visions for someone without a clear objective for for the body of Christ? And I was checking here his Facebook post: wherever I walk, I see the fire of the glory of God. And several angels following me. That you know, that happened to me before, but in the in the the last week, it has intensified. It's strange. I think something is going to happen. I am astounded. So, my friends, this is the kind of thing that people are posting right now. Okay, he's seeing lots of angels and things like that, and then he's saying that he has no sin. He's a sinless person. Oh yes, he's a sinless person. So you start seeing the, the, this kind of thing, you have to go directly to the Bible and, and check because this is not the first person that I met who says that he's sinless, or or, or that he knows someone who's sinless. But it's strange because in my Bible I go to First John, First John chapter one verse eight, and it's written there. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. I mean, can anything be more clear than that? If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. My friends, we have been talking a lot about being humble, submissive to God, you know, growing day after day, walking you know on his under his light under his care you know and and the only way to do that my friends is if we are submissive to God and we allow him to check our behavior behavior our feelings okay that's just like psalm 139 Verse 23 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way ever everlasting. So that's the way we do it. We let God search our hearts, okay, to see if there is any offensive way in me, because we know we have sinned. Okay, 
the Apostle John, he said, if we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves. We are lying. The truth is not in us. So that's why we ask God to search our hearts. Search for the offensive ways that are inside our hearts. Because if we do not do that, what happens, my friends? We fall. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Okay, And lots of people, they think they're standing firm. Some people think they're so firm that they would change the, the, the world. They have a peace plan to change the world. They're going to reset Christianity. Do you remember that guy that tried to have uh, one million people in, in, in the mall in Washington, D.C.? And, I mean, he, he had like <laughs> 10,000, I guess. But, you know, he, he says he's going to reset Christianity. He's standing so firm that he can do anything. He's a, you know, a, a, a demigod. And I'll tell you, my friends, the enemy doesn't like when you stop and you start to analyze your life. He doesn't like you to stop, you know, before you go to bed and think about the wrong things that you did. Because if you do that, my friends... What will happen is that you're going you're gonna to ask for forgiveness. Okay? And my friends, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay? He does, the enemy does, does not want us to stop and say, you know, God forgive me in the name of Jesus Christ. Because First John, second chapter says, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. So my friends, you have a lawyer, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Okay? So if you sin, what you do is go, you go straight to Jesus Christ and, say, and you say, Please forgive me. Okay? Please forgive me. You pray to the Father, forgive me in the name of Jesus Christ. But if you think you have no sin, why would you do that? You know, that's why it's not only a problem of vanity, okay, that this person here is, is showing. It's not only a problem that, uh, of pride that he thinks he's, you know, you, you, you can see that things are linked. Okay? There's a link here. Okay, I see angels, I have these great visions, wonderful visions, but they're all for me, okay? They're not for you, because, you know, it's like the angels are not saying anything, okay? Because if you read the Bible, every time that someone would see an angel, the angel would come and say, you know, you have to do this and that. This is a message from, from the Lord, sometimes a scary message, okay? But, you know, those angels, they just come and they don't say anything. It's just for his glorification, Alright? And the pride that he's not sinning. So the, there's a link there, my friends. But if you do that, you will stop asking God to search your heart. Okay? And then what happens is that your sins will start to accumulate, add up. They will add up, okay? One on top of the other. And the worst thing that can happen with a person is to lose, 
okay the, the it is it, to, to develop a blind spot okay you don't you can't see anymore what's wrong with you you start doing a wrong thing over and over again it comes a time when you cannot change because you cannot realize you're doing anything wrong anymore that's a very dangerous place to be and uh, so this is the first facebook post this guy has he's got a lot of followers okay he's got more followers than when he was with us <laughs> because some people don't like what we say in the website we have a whatsapp whatsapp group okay and some people don't like what we say because we say some hard things. Some people, they don't want to hear. But people, they love visions and miracles, okay? And, and, and all kinds of, of supernatural experiences. They, lo they love signs, okay? They love signs. And, and, and Jesus said, you know, cursed is the generation that looks for signs, okay? He said something like that. I'm paraphrasing here. All right, because it's you know the signs they're the op opposite of the faith. Okay, it's hard to have faith when you're not seeing things. That's why people who do not, you know, cannot see Jesus Christ, they're blessed. Jesus said that. You know, we are blessed because we love Jesus, whom we have not seen. Okay, we will see him one day, but we have faith in him because of the promises of the Bible and, uh, and the evidence of salvation that is in our lives and the lives of people that we know. Okay, but those people, they, they look for signs. They look, look for, for, you know, different experiences and things like that. Okay, my friends, number one, refuted, okay? And we have another one that I found this week that I think is interesting to to share with you there's there's a post that is 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 doing the rounds in the internet and it's it's about you know spiritism okay the spiritists they are uh, sending this post and uh, and i have received this post from people like twice this week and it's talking about reincarnation. And they are saying, can you believe what they're saying? They're saying that the primitive church used to believe in reincarnation. The Catholic Church used to believe in reincarnation until the Council of Nicaea in the year 553. And they say that, that the emperor... He suppressed, he eliminated the belief of in reincarnation from the church because of the influence of his wife, who used to be a prostitute. So you see, so you see what they are trying, you know, to do here. You know, it's like to to say that a prostitute forced the emperor because prostitute. I mean, she she's so bad, such a bad person, and she was against reincarnation, and because of her, that was. You know, why the emperor suppressed the belief in reincarnation. But you know, you go there to check the facts, and it's all a lie. It's all a lie. Because early Christians never believed in, in reincarnation. You know where this, this story originated? Okay, it's an urban legend, <laughs> kind of. 
with Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine, the actress, you know, the new age, out on the limb person, you know, that, that was so influential and so important in spreading new age, new age beliefs, especially in, in the United States, okay? And uh, she said, uh, you know, in, in fact, she read that. Can you believe that? She read that in a book from an author that he he's a theosophist. What is? What is? Theosophy. It's Luciferianism. And then this guy, you know, demon-possessed person, wrote this book. Shirley MacLaine read the book, and now she's spreading this kind of lies, my friends. You know, but it's it's all all a lie. And it's interesting. There is a a Catholic site website, okay? And uh, they have an article that refutes this. And uh, for starters, there was no Council of Nicaea in uh, the year 553. Okay? Actually, there were councils of Nicaea in 325 and 787. Okay? But neither of these councils dealt with reincarnation. What took place... In 553 was the Second Ecumenical Council of Constantinople. Okay, Byzantium, Byzantium, it's now Istanbul in Turkey. Okay, that was the capital of the Eastern Roman Empire. And that was during a time when the emperor uh, of, you know, the, 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 the Western Roman Empire, Rome, the city of Rome, had fallen to the barbarians. So, you know, it, 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 during this time, there was a, a period in history when the emperor, he took like matters into his hand and uh, the emperor of uh, the eastern part of the empire and uh, he was uh, dealing with questions in the church and things like that. But even at that time, this, the church was separated. They had a bishop in Rome, they, they had a bishop in Alexandria, they had a bishop... Uh, in Constantinople, so, you know, it was all divided, okay? But anyway, what they were talking about was they were dressing up a problem, you know, because of a guy named Origen, Origen, okay? He exists, he really believed that souls existed in heaven before coming to earth to be born. So, you see, these were, I mean, this is not true, okay? But anyway, Origen believed that the souls were there, you know, but they were new souls, like baby souls, okay? They were not reincarnated souls, all right? But this, this false belief of the pre-existence of the soul actually comes from the Kabbalah. There was a movie, I don't remember, I don't remember the name, but there was a movie in Hollywood. You could see like the babies, they were playing in heaven, you know, in, <laughs> on the clouds there, okay, in heaven. And they were like, uh, the, the angels would come and say, oh, no, you, you are going you to be born into this, this part of the world. They're going to be born in this family, you know. So this kind of, of belief, my friends, it's still, um, still popular in Kabbalah and Judaism, okay? But it's not Christian. All right? 
And uh, so basically, that was what they were fighting at that time. And because those councils that they had in the early church, they had to fight. They were important because they had to fight uh, often uh, different heresies, okay? Because those heresies, they were popping up all the time during, you know, in the antiquity, you know, after after the church was established. Why? Because that was uh, the way that, you know, the devil was trying to fight the growth of the church. The devil didn't like, you know, he, he had this major blow, this major defeat when Jesus Christ died at the cross. And, uh, and, and he starts seeing, wow, those apostles, they have lots of power of the Holy Spirit. They are starting churches all over the Mediterranean Sea, okay, in all cities, in the, you know, Apostle Paul going all around the, the Greek cities, even to Rome. And what can I do? So he started the heresies. Right, and then the councils they would fight those heresies and say, No, this is not Christianity, this is crazy. You know, even the Gnostics, the early Gnostics, they tried to introduce Gnosticism into the doctrine of the early church. But the councils they would like, you know, fight this one and that one, so that was a, a common thing to do during those times, okay. And a very interesting this article here because it, it really shows they have several texts from the, the early Christian fathers, the, the writers, Christian writers, and the, and they say they say he they have Irenaeus. Irenaeus he says we may undermine the Hellenists' doctrine as to transmigration from body to body by this fact that souls remember nothing whatever of the events which took place in their previous states of existence okay so i mean this is the the uh, the most obvious contradiction in the in the reincarnation doctrine okay reincarnation comes from hinduism you know that it comes from the original comes from the original religion of babylon okay because if you believe in in, in reincarnation you don't believe in hell it's like the spirits say you know, they say that the life is just like a school, spiritual life, okay? You you can uh, fail in one year, okay? Sometimes you have, you know, to go back one year and and study all over again. Fifth grade, for example, you're not going to go to sixth grade, but you, you, you're going to have to study all over again, fifth grade, okay? But eventually, you're going to graduate. That was what they say, okay? If you believe that, my friends, then you don't believe in judgment and you don't believe in hell. doesn't matter that God said, you know, dozens of times Jesus talked about hell, okay? And the whole concept of the holiness of God and judgment and everything and the need of salvation, basically, depends on the existence of judgment. If there's no judgment, there's no need for Christ to die at the cross. That's the problem. Why would Jesus die at the cross if eventually you're going to develop into a state of perfection just by reincarnation, reincarnating over and over and over again? That's what Buddhism and Hinduism, they teach. Okay? So you see what they're trying to do here? They're trying to say 
that Christianity was basically occultism. And then in 553, they changed their minds because of this evil prostitute that was the wife of the emperor. Okay? And they have like texts for Tertullian and uh, from Lactantius. Okay? And uh, very interesting. Lactantius, he, he said, What of Pythagoras, who was first called a philosopher, who judged that souls were indeed immortal, but that they passed it into other bodies? either of cattle or of birds or of beasts, would it not have been better that they should be destroyed together with their bodies than thus to be condemned to pass into the bodies of uh, other animals? <laughs> yes, my friends, I, I mean, don't laugh because, you know, the Hindus, they believe that. Okay? They really believe that. And they, ha they have Ambrose of Milan, they have Gregory of Nyssa, very interesting uh, article. I'm going to post this on our Facebook page, Brother Marcos Radio, at facebook.com. And also, in, uh, I'm going to post this in the Fifth Hook Media Facebook page. So, you see, that's how it works, my friends. You know, they try to spread the lies. Because even if one person believes that, you know, it's one person, one soul that is going to, to hell. And that, that, that's the plan. That's what the devil wants. Okay, my friends. We're going to stop for a minute. And uh, we're going to be back after the commercial break. The ebook Christianity of Blasphemy, a new Gnostic lie by Paul and Linda Villanueva, is an urgent warning for every Christian. It exposes the sinister plan to blend a form of ancient Gnosticism with Christianity thus creating a new Gnostic lie that will deceive many. This new form of Christianity is already among us and on the rise. It is imperative to educate yourself and everyone you love. Once again, the ebook is a prophetic and dire warning. Christianity of Blasphemy, a new Gnostic lie, is available as a download from all online digital retailers such as Amazon and iBooks. Other formats for reading on your computer or printing it out are available at fifthhookmedia.com. F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K media.com Please do not be caught unaware, sleeping or in the dark, as this demonic deception creeps into the church and destroys what is left of true biblical Christianity. Go to fifthhookmedia.com right now to get your e-book and start preparing yourself against this demonic delusion. Okay, we are back. We are back from the commercial break. And uh, I left the best story for, for last. Okay? And, and I'll, tell, I'll tell you. It's a completely, completely crazy story. Okay? If you know Brazil. Brazil, it's just like, uh, you know, just like in Mexico. You know, people here, they have, uh, they love the soap operas, all right? And of course, soap operas, they, they, they're very popular in Brazil, very popular. And um, what happens here is that in the past, they were more like, uh, you know, some kind of entertainment for the family. You had love stories, you have, uh, you know, the, the old tales of, uh, you know, the, the poor people poor person that would uh, 
you know, uh, get ahead in, in life and become a rich person or the, you know, some kind of Romeo and Juliet stories. And, you know, this kind of a more innocent thing. But as time passed, my friends, today the soap operas became more immoral, you know, full of uh, sexual situations. And now even, uh, you know, they're basically being used as a propaganda tool from the New World Order, for occultism, for, I mean, anything that is evil is really promoted in the in the soap operas in Brazil, okay? And um, so we had, we have now, right now, this uh, the soap opera in Brazil. The, the, it's in, it really shows in the prime time, and it's it's the most important in Brazil right now. And it's a story. It's kind of a regional story, you know, kind of a wild west thing and a western story but it takes place in the northeast of brazil and uh, close to the region where we have uh, uh, the the saint francis river saint francis river and the saint francis river it has a uh, you know lots of mythology it's much like the mississippi river in the united states you know it's it's such an important river that you know you have the people who live around it they they believe in a lot of fables and stories and myths about the river, just like the Mississippi River has lots of different stories and things and folklore. We have the Saint Francis River here in Brazil, and uh, they were doing the story, okay. And what happened, my friends, is that the main actor in the story, his name is Domingos Montanier. Is a 54-year-old guy, and uh, he was like the main actor, the romantic uh, actor for for the, the you know the, the the story. He was he had this girlfriend, an actress that is very famous here in Brazil too. Okay, so what happened, my friends, is that this man, they were filming, they were recording. Some episodes of this this uh, soap opera there in the northeast in Brazil, you know, because usually they they all the internal uh, scenes they are recorded in Rio de Janeiro in the studios there. But when they need the external scenes, they would go uh, to the sites where they have to record the the, the you know the scenes, and uh, so after they 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 finished recording the scenes you know he went to the river you know just to bathe himself he and and uh, his main and the actress okay now let's let's take a bath in the river okay let's have some fun before we go back to rio de janeiro so they went there okay and what happened is that they were playing in the river and suddenly the currents start to draw this guy to the deep, to the depths of the river, and he died. He drowned in the river. So everybody was shocked. But you know what's worse? It, it, I think that happened in the middle of the week, last week. But on Saturday, 
the the episode of this of the soap opera was about his character drowning in the same river. So uh, it was a story of a life mimicking art. Okay, so this guy, he, you know, and the story was about the character drowning in the river. But you see, let's start with the weird weirdness right now, okay? But in the story, the character, he was rescued from death in the river by the spirit of the river, okay? And uh, it's called the Negro do Rio, which means really the black man of the river. Okay, so the black man of the river, the spirit, he saved the character from the waters and took him to a, a, a village of Indians who lived by the river. Okay, and then this character was there, like half dead or already dead, and the shamans would gather around him. And start doing their, their witchcraft, okay? And trying to save him, okay? And there was a female and a male shaman, and, uh, and, and she would say, you know, no, he's got a strong body. He's got a will to live. I think we can bring him back. And the other shaman would say, well, no, but his spirit is gone. There's nothing here. It's an empty shell. And at the same time, they would show his soul walking through this this dark places you know with the you know it's kind of a spiritual place and he was like confused like okay like he was going you know to the spiritual world and then suddenly they did like their their witchcraft and and the actress which was uh, the 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 main you know the partner as uh, she would scream and because in pain she would feel something in her spirit you know, she was not at the same time. She was like far away. But she could feel that there was something wrong with, with her lover, okay? And then she would scream. And then the guy in the spiritual world, he would listen to her. And then he would go back to his body and wake up. And, uh, and the, the, the shamans, the witches there, the Indians would treat his body. And he would get well and go back to his lover, so can you believe that? And then, my friends, you start doing some research and you see that the whole theme of the, the soap opera was all about the spiritual powers of the river. You know, and even in the start, the opening of the soap opera, you know, the opening where, uh, you know, they show that every day, okay? There was this big kind of a mandala, you know, it was like a painting with a fire and it's like a portal, really, a portal to the spiritual world and full of, uh, of symbols, occult symbols inside. A big Ouroboros, Ouroboros snake, you know, that kind of snake that it's kind of a circle and a snake eating a pair of lovers, okay? Okay, a man and a, and a woman, a male and a female making love, and this snake is eating them. And there's a guy that seems to be, draw, to be drowning in a river, 
I mean, completely crazy, my friends. I'll tell you. All kinds of demonic things inside this, this mandala, this circular thing. It really looks like a portal, okay, to this demonic world. Very, very weird thing. And they show that in the opening of the soap opera every day. And then you have this man, okay? And a very sad situation because he had, I think, three kids. But, you know, if you check him, there's a lot of uh, pictures of him. And he uses uh, this, this large ring in his finger with a skull. Just like skull and bones, okay? I don't know if it's Masonic, what, you know, what the heck is that? But he, he, he was always wearing this ring there, you know? And now this happens with this guy. So lots of talk about this guy being uh, sacrificed. Being sacrificed. Because there's a lot of talk about, uh, talk about you know, the, the producers... They make sacrifices in order to have success, okay? This happens in Hollywood. I have seen, I have read testimonies of people saying, you know, this happens in Hollywood. This happens in the music industry. They consecrate, you know, the master CD, okay, to the spirits. They have a ritual in order, you know, to sell the music. I don't know how how they do that with iTunes. <laughs> They consecrate an iPod, maybe. <laughs> so, basically, that's what they do. And so, you see, my friends, uh, how the enemy does. You know, he uses the, 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 the soap operas in order to spread stories about abortion, abortion laws. They want abortion rights. Okay? And it's always like, I mean, there, there's power. There's power in, the, in fiction. Because in fiction, you can, like, create any kind of scenario. You can go to the extreme scenario, or you know, because this girl was, you know, she was uh, seduced by an evil man, and she was beaten, and the guy turned, to, turned out to be this demonic beast, okay, who really you know, left her and now her family doesn't want to have anything to do with her and she's suffering. So her only her only option is to abort the baby. You know, but they create a whole story behind it. That is the only logical conclusion. Okay? Everybody who is watching that thing will say, Oh, there's no other solution. She must abort the baby. You know? And then you forget that that thing is fiction, okay? You forget, for example, that there's a lot of people who wants to adopt a kid. That there are people, you know, who could help. You know, she could go to a church or she could find a friend. Or lots of different things that could happen in the real world. You know, they don't let don't let it then happen in the fiction. Okay, so basically, you can manipulate reality the way that you want. Okay, and they do that for gay rights. It's it's just like there was this gay guy. I don't watch the soap operas, so basically what I, I have of information is what I read in articles and things. But anyway, they had the the this gay guy, and his father was so mean. It's like it's like Satan himself. Okay, <laughs> it's like such a extreme situation that you you felt so sorry about him. 
Okay, the objective is this. You felt so sorry about him that, that you know, you would say, okay, this, this father, he's so mean, he's so demonic because he doesn't want his, his kid to be gay. Okay, and then you sympathize with the kid, with the, you know, with the son. And you, say, you, know, and you want to scream, let the poor boy be gay because he, he needs that to be happy. You know, so it, it's a demonic tool, my friends. Fiction. It's a very powerful brainwashing tool, I'll tell you. And that's what they were doing with this, uh, with the soap opera. They had uh, no soap operas for spiritism, for santeria, for anything that you want, that, that you, you may think about. In some of the soap operas, you know, the, the pastors, they were all corrupt and wicked, okay, wicked persons. Okay, very bad persons, the pastors, okay? So if you're evangelical and you're in a soap opera, you are a villain, okay, automatically. So my friends, it really makes you wonder how it works, okay? And uh, and that uh, really started lots of discussion discussions in the internet because some Christians said, you know, it's uh, it's payback. God is judging him. You know, God is judging him. Because he was into this witchcraft in this 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 uh, soap opera that was horrible, and they were spreading beliefs in occultism and Indian witchcraft. You know, so see what happened to him. But I'll tell you, my friends, the worst thing that happened to him is, is that he probably went to hell. Because you know, it really brings to the discussion the whole concept of mercy of God and God's providence. Because we cannot say for sure that he was judged, but we can say for ju for sure that he deserved to be judged. That's the problem. That's the hard teaching here. It's not strange, if you think about it, it's not strange that he, he was judged, that he received judgment and he died. Because he was in deep sin. He was spreading occult beliefs, okay? In this, this very uh, immoral and uh, immoral soap opera full of witchcraft. He was, you know, helping to really destroy the, the, the lives of millions of people. So it's not a strange thing that he received judgment. And if we think about an all-powerful God who is really in control of everything, God really let it happen. But what is strange, my friends, is why not all the bad people get the same treatment. And that's what really, you know, makes people astounded. People really don't understand what's happening, why this guy and not, not that other guy, you know, who is, you know, he's just as bad or he's much worse than that actor, you know. And that, that's a hard saying, my friends. And, uh, and I, I'll, I'll tell you, we have, my friends, to understand that we all deserve punishment, okay? And when we see something like, like the death of this man happening, we have to, to think about what Jesus said that in Luke 13. We have, uh, you know, the Jews that were uh, killed in the temple, okay? 
You can read here in the Bible. Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed it with their sacrifices, meaning Pilate killed them. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. You see? The problem? And then Jesus goes on to tell about the parable of the fig tree that was giving no fruit, you know, for three years. And then, uh, you know, the owner one day said, okay, this is not working. This is not working. Let's cut it down. Let's cut it down. Okay? It doesn't really work for nothing. It's a bad tree. Okay? So you never know. You never know, my friends. And the answer here, in, in uh, it's, it's a hard answer if you think about it. Okay? Basically what Jesus is saying, saying here is that everybody deserves the same kind of treatment. You know, they are not worse than you are. Because people, they forget about the mercy of God. We are living in a time of mercy, okay? So... We should not be surprised that that guy died that way. We should be surprised that we are not dying the same way. That, that's the truth. Because God, God said, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. Okay? It does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. God's sovereign choice. It's here in Romans 9. This is verse 14, okay? And this is a hard saying, and people sometimes they want to say, oh, you know, the guy died there because he was doing, you know, this bad thing. But it's true. Children die. I have a friend whose who's kid, her child died of cancer. How can I explain that? You know, lovely boy, innocent, died of cancer. And this is truth. That, that's, that's reality. What can we do? You know, we don't know. We don't know the mind, you know, the plans of God. We don't know the whole, we don't have the whole perspective. Because God is really looking at the whole perspective. He's looking, you know, of how billions of life, they mingle with each other, they interact. So, I mean... We don't have a clue, my friends, of how it works. So our attitude must be one of, uh, you know, fear and uh, respect. Okay, and be thankful for God's mercies in your in in our lives, actually, because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. The problem is when when guy like that who is doing a bad thing dies. We forget all about it. We just say, well, that, that it's a very mechanicist way of thinking, okay? It's like there's a rule and it's always going to be that way because it's so evident, okay, he was doing a bad thing. He was promoting this, this horrible occultic, 
belief, and then he died. Okay, but that's not the, the way it works. So the lesson here is, you know, be thankful for God, for his mercy. Because otherwise, we would all be in hell right now. If Jesus Christ had not come down to earth and sacrificed himself, we would all be in hell right now. We should be surprised that he came and that he died for our sins. We should be astonished. We should be very, very amazed that he did that for us. Okay? So you see, my friends, there is an opportunity for us to meditate and go to the Bible. That's, that's my, my message for you today. Go to the Bible. Okay? It's interesting that we do that as a habit and try to really compare not only doctrine you know i know it's important of course it's important to check doctrine against the bible to be good bereans but it's also important to check other things because we live in the real world we you know we're facing those stories those situations all the time and people they discuss they debate they talk about them okay and uh most of the times they don't know what they're talking about. So it's up to you to go to the Bible, try to understand what's happening, check with the principles that are in the Bible. And that's the way it works. Okay? If you really read your Bible, if you're in a habit of, you know, spending time in the scriptures, you know, God will bring to, to your mind that that's, that's the way the Holy Spirit works in your life. He'll bring wisdom and discernment and you're going to see, well, I check it, you know, this verse in the Old Testament and really makes sense with the, this other verse. You know, they, they, God will bring those verses to your mind and you will make the connections. And you'll be able to analyze and understand what's happening, where the, you know, what's, what's the scheme of the devil here. The Apostle Paul said, you know, we are aware of the schemes of the devil. It's hard. It's 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 going it's it's going to be harder and harder for the enemy to fool you, my friends. That that's the the whole objective here. That's what you should look for. Okay. All right, my friends. I hope you have enjoyed this show, and I hope to see you next week. God bless you. Bye bye.